0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: JG, the first tournament back after coronavirus lockdown. WTA Palermo is finished.
0: We've we've got...
1: got (laughs) Yeah.
0: The CTL curse has come again. We got it wrong. No,
1: we, I destroyed Beckett's, uh chances after touting the her field.
0: It's always the way, isn't it? Even before this, all the COVID stuff, we was always trying to pick our winners and they always ended up going out early doors, never really falling through. But getting on to what you was about to say, Fiona Ferro, the champion. S- smashed it. And uh, I feel like we probably should have seen it coming. We've seen her form.
1: We, yeah, we sort of, Showed it last time on the last podcast, and uh, that <laughs> run of twelve straight wins. She hasn't lost since she's come back after this uh, break. So I think it's fifteen
0: now with the w- with the win in the final.
1: It's Ridiculous. So, when when are you saying that she has like her own tennis court at home or something, and she's just not stopped playing.
0: Yeah, I saw online. I saw on Twitter that um, <laughs> she's got a court in her house and she's just been playing like relentlessly through um through lockdown. I'm sure it helps. To be fair, because since lockdown, she's come back. She's been playing in a few exhibition tournaments and wow. different games, and she's won everything. Like she only no, dropped in the last 15 games, she's dropped three sets.
1: There's no substitute for uh, practice, and she's just proved it. All these players, Contevi. Fair play to her. She uh, yeah. I, she hasn't played anything, and she came in, and she's actually close to the top of her game. But it just goes to show that extra. Like a bit of practice and match play. Like, she's just been on court longer. And Contavit, V, I'm sure she'll, if she plays her in another, like, month or two, she'll probably, it'll, it'll be reversed, the result. But just right now, Fiona Farrow, the lady to beat on tour.
0: Yeah. And in such impress- impressive fashion as well, in two sets again.
1: Yeah. And, well, um, she was a breakdown. V, was- let's
0: let's, not, let's give Sir Conte v some praise. She's played some incredible tennis this week. Some really good matches, yeah. and um, she's been she's very powerful, isn't she? It's just um, Interesting, well, wow. so cleanly and well. But something you said to me, like we, we was what I know you was watching it. I didn't catch yeah. all the final, um, and you messaged me saying how well they're hitting the ball. Like the standard is actually really high. If they're not playing tennis for so long. It's brilliant that they're able to get back and be playing tennis at such a high level. And I think it bodes well for the upcoming Slams. Uh, oh, that if people definitely. are able to pick it up that quick, at the end of the day, these are athletes; these are professional players, and um, a bit of time away, it's it's not it's not really affected them too much, and they're back firing at the top of their games. Good to see.
1: Yeah, well, I've, it definitely was clean hitting uh, at its best, I think, and well, Pharaoh's proved it the whole week uh, in this tournament in Italy. She's been. Hitting the lines, and that was the, just the thing in this final. Uh, even when Kontave was a break up in this uh, second set, Ferro doesn't seem like she was deterred at all. She doesn't seem that she didn't get downbeat. She just kept playing that game, and it, she's just too strong. Like Contevet had moments of brilliance, like yeah. constantly throughout, but the consistency of Ferro's like. That. yeah shots. she's more consistent yeah just
0: that's and not just that's, that she's more measured i feel with her shots it's not all power and we notice a lot of the time i know you're saying she was hitting the lines but she's very measured and calculated with her shots a bit similar yeah. to kenning on hard i see a lot mm. of similarities in the way they play in the yeah, of yeah yeah they um it's not defensive it's just like a it's very uh they, they'll, they'll up the tempo up the ante then bring it down a bit just manipulating the angles on the call and just using all the core. And it's just like, it is really effective. We've seen it happen. Especially on the more so on the women's tour than the men's tour. And um she's definitely a big advocate for that. And for her, she's probably hoping the French Open happens next week, but it's not gonna because she's in the best <laughs> no, it's not gonna, but for her that's that would be the most ideal thing right now because she'd be the one to beat, I feel. On play, yeah. in the form she's been playing at, fifteen on the bounce.
1: I just, uh, yeah, just wonder if she can translate that over to the Grand Slams. And you'd hope that she could, because based upon that form, I struggle seeing people, many people getting a set off her, which is crazy to say. Like uh, watching her this week, uh, did anybody even take, did anybody, yeah, Georgie took one set off of her in the semi final, but Georgie, the hometown, Girl, obviously playing in front of the Italian faithful. You, I expected her to come out firing, but one set in the bag, Farah just took over after the first set. And it was just like Cam- uh, Camilla Georgi was just one and done. And that was it. It was uh, all talking, over.
0: Talking about the Italians, the <laughs> yeah. fans, there was not many there, but the Italians nah. are so loud, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. There can only
0: there's. be a few. <laughs> there can only be like maybe six or seven of them there, but you hear them. It was. It was. It's goring, but was like the Italians. They, they 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 can make themselves heard.
1: You looked to the. You, you heard after each point. There was a lot of cheering, but then it would always flick back to the stands, and there was like a couple of people in a mask, and that was, that was it. Yeah, it was
0: like deceiving. <laughs> it sounded a lot louder, and then you look in the crowd, and there's like some one like one geezer there just sitting there. I think it was just their coaches
1: cheering on the sidelines. I think is the back of the court. I don't think there was people in the stands. There was a couple, but. I'm surprised there wasn't more people uh, going out. Obviously, they've hit really hard in Italy, so probably it's been taken very seriously there. And we're not mm-hmm. seeing any of this Adria Tour nonsense where people yeah. are just packing the stands. But,
0: yeah. No, it's brilliant, mate. First WTA title for five months post-COVID. Yeah. Fiona Ferro wins it. But what did you make about the whole um, trophy thing? you see her? She had gloves so he was on the on court with gloves and a mask on.
1: Yeah, it's a. Bit, it's
0: a bit, it just uh, a bit. It doesn't look. Could have been right. anyone. <laughs> it could have been anyone receiving the trophy. No, it's not that what I'm talking about. Like you've just played a game of te- like. Is that really necessary?
1: Well, I don't know. It's if just there's...
0: like a PR thing. It's got to be right. Well, I don't think so. I mean, if there's that few people, is it people, genuinely even for in the, the safety? Because at the end of the day, like, what's the? It's only a trophy, mate. Imagine
1: the person, like... the
0: person who brings it in. If they, if as long as it's all c- is cleaned down, wipe, wipe it down. Person who brings it in brings, uh, brings it in with gloves on, presents it to her. Then does she really have to wear a go- gloves and mask? It seems it like a bit of a PR stunt. I don't think it's really necessary, is it? it they're her just her playing a, bag, a game right? of tennis and they're touching the same balls. <laughs> Do you
1: not know think? Give it, give her the trophy and it's in a bag and then she can unwrap it like a present. Like a present. She, there you go. And then it's, no one's touched it then. No, I don't know. It's a bit
0: weird to me. But I don't she, know.
1: I don't That's think not what you
0: think about that, but for me, I thought that was a bit strange.
1: I don't think like uh, she's going to be caring too much, really, even about the trophy. I think it's more about getting back of court. It's her second WTA title ever. So mm. that's probably a, that's a huge achievement for her. And it, she's probably taken, well, out of everybody, she's the person who's most taken advantage of this small break. And if everybody else had done the same as her, then somebody else might have been able to have stolen that first one back. Because some people go their whole career and don't win a WTA, or go their whole career don't win an ATP event. So, and she's managed to like snag a second one and put another one to her name. So, and now she's looking very strong heading into what could be a, a very hotly contested French Open.
0: Mm. so that's well, going to be I don't know if there's going to be Barty there do you reckon mm. Barty will play uh,
1: you never I know, know. She's
0: called that US Open so it could be a chance she's sort of saving us this is because it's friend. the
1: US though and the US is much worse hit and that handled everything much worse than mainland Europe where mm. in Europe I think they had the worst of it and then everybody sort of tried to lock it down a bit better but I don't know what the uh, situation obviously we're still so far away it's like 8 weeks or something yeah, so. yeah. Could be, potentially, would it still go ahead? You never know in this day and age. I wouldn't even be surprised to hear some crazy announcement. This year is so bizarre. I wouldn't even be surprised if everything got cancelled from now and then we don't see any more tennis again for the rest of it. You just don't know. Yeah,
0: but let's just, just hope it does go ahead. And if it yeah, does, you've sure. got the likes of like Vondroušová going to be playing. Um, yep. You've got, who was going to say? Martić. Yeah, no, no, someone I had in mind who's a bit of a threat. Alep? Well, oh, obviously, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. Lo- there's loads like that, but there's one particularly uh, Mugaruso.
1: Oh yeah, Mugaruso, don't forget. Mogaruso,
0: yeah. There's a lot of top there's a t- lot of top guns who haven't played in obviously this WTA tournament, who's gonna be there. And he, um, it'll be interesting to see or? how there are sort of fairs with them, to be honest.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then don't forget we've always got Serena Williams. If yeah, she well we actually... might as well get
0: straight onto that now. So the other WTA tournament which starts Not like tomorrow, I believe, right? Uh, uh, Yes,
1: tomorrow, yeah.
0: And that's uh, Lexington. Yep, you've got one in
1: Lexington, I believe, and one in Prague as well.
0: Yeah, they both start at the same time, right? So you've got the one in Prague, the qualifiers, I think that's been going on the last few days. Yep. And they're both exciting tournaments. So if we look at the Lexington one first, I feel like that's sure. the one what's got the more tasty sort of round one draws. It definitely, got does. the Williams sisters. Oh, they're both in there. You got gone. The... Got... Go, go for well, them.
1: Yeah, I mean Ons Jabur's in there. Yeah, You've got Anisimova's in there. You've got Joanna Conter after well uh, Heather Watson representing the GB. They're both Azarenka. in there. Yeah, Azarenka's playing Venus Williams. Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting match. And the
0: winner of that will be playing the winner of the Serena Cer- Williams. Versus... <laughs> yeah. Who's Serena playing?
1: Uh, it's uh, Pera.
0: Yeah. Yeah, another brilliant. She's 50th in the world. Bernardo Pera. Uh, it's
1: number 60, yeah. Bernardo Pera. Yeah.
0: yeah. And she's, she's a good player. So it's, re- it's really exciting. I feel like that's a big tournament and um, it'll be interesting to see who wins that. For me personally, I think my tip to win that one is Corey Goff. I don't want to... I, <laughs> I don't feel bad know, saying it. Don't say it. Whenever we her. say it, we're just jinxing it. And it was the shame for her because I don't want to ruin her luck. But I think this is i think this is hers. I just have a really strong feeling. I think Corey Goff can go all the way and win this one. What makes you say it? I don't know. I just feel like... Um, obviously, there's been a bit of a... There's been the big break. But I just feel like she is someone who she'll be able to adapt to like I think you said on the the last podcast like when you're younger you're you're more able to sort of deal with when you have a break break and play you're able to sort of just bounce back easier yeah what was the word you used last time
1: well I just think that they're just uh I just thought that the their bodies are just they have better recoverability and they can hit the court like running, so to speak. You your body in that age, you're just like much more like flexible physiques and you're not like they're probably not recovering from the same injuries. There's probably a lot of the older players on tour have probably got aches and pains, tennis elbows, dodgy knees, or they've got she's probably running on there with just like even if it is a pain, it's probably gone in a week or gone in a couple of days. You just don't like these young players, they can just do anything.
0: And it's not just that, it's the fact that it's Corey Goff as well. At the end of the day, we've already seen what she's capable of. She's already won a WTA yeah. tournament. She's already gone far in two Grand Slams. And she has all the, all the ability to go far in this one. And um, we've spoke about on a lover podcast how she could be maybe a future Grand Slam winner one day. Uh, and at the end of the day, if she's in that breath, why can't she win this WTA Lexington? So for me, she's my pick.
1: Well, what I'd, lo- I'd love to see... As well, because I know that she's at the opposite end of the draw to Serena Williams, and wouldn't it just be the icing on the cake just before these Grand Slams take place if we get a Serena Williams Corey Goff final? Yeah,
0: that, that would, would be cool.
1: That would be pretty incredible. But yeah, looking up and down the draw, there's uh, quite a few interesting. P- I, I'm it's hard to know to p- pick like from all of them just based upon. Because I haven't seen people play that much.
0: And bearing in mind, the draw you're looking at now doesn't include all the qualifiers. It's qualifiers no, exactly. Who be, and there's some good players in there as well. There is. I wouldn't really. I wouldn't write them off either.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, some of the players who have still got to come through the qualification. If we just have a look on there quickly, we've got Callan uh, Skyer. It's hard. <laughs> you always hate me because I'm always shy and close to the favorites in these tournaments i mean i'd look at serena williams obviously amazing player i look at anna Samova. last time anna Samova played serena williams she'd be a 6-1-6-1 6-1, uh serena one so i don't really look too heavy on that conta has been playing terribly recently onstribur i really like onstribur if she's been playing well recently i don't know
0: but, no, pick her, man. i tell I'd you like, what I want you to pick her because she was my second pick. So I if you like Ons so
1: Ever since she ran Halep super close, yeah, yeah. I've heard this level of respect for Ons Jabur. So I'm going yeah, to throw Ons Jabir in the
0: mix. Sheer power, man.
1: Yeah, I like Ons Jabir.
0: Nice. We'll see how they get on. Hopefully they can yeah. get through the first round. They're Report not, back. knocked out straight yeah. away. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's them both gone then out of the <laughs> tournament within the first round.
0: So moving off of the WCA... Yes, let's talk about some of the big news in the U.S. Open what's come out.
1: Okay, and that's
0: um, Andy Murray. He's now oh, yeah. being entered into the main draw of the of the U.S. Open. So, so he should I think be. Alexei Poprin drawed out, uh pulled out. Yeah. And
1: then yeah, he did. I saw uh, that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then that means that Murray gets in as the main draw, and then I think the new wild card is uh, Mitchell Kruger. I remember. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's good news. What do you make of Murray's chances at the U.S. Open?
1: Yeah, it's one of these ones. It's just I'm just happy to see him there. To be honest, uh, he's one of those players who I think they should, he should always be there. I mean, he's I know he's lower in the rankings. He can't just
0: always be there because of who he is. Maybe he's an ex. Do you want know to see? Champ- do you want know to see the high high quality tennis?
1: Well, you saying he doesn't bring high quality tennis?
0: Well, do you, I don't know. Would you say that there's other people who could bring better quality tennis right now than him? Not at the level of... Some like, of these younger players we've spoke about. You think Carlos Arcaraz Garcia could not bring out... Garcia, sorry, could not bring out better tennis than, say, Andy Murray right now? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like at the but, end of the day, I love Murray. Murray's a legend of the sport. We've seen what he did at the back of the bridge. He's not quite there, is he, with the tennis at the moment? Yeah,
1: but I'm not yeah, but give him a little bit of time. And plus, last year he came back from his injury and he won ATP Antwerp. And uh that was with crippling bloody knee injuries and whatnot, what all these problems that he's had, and he's dug in deep and managed to beat Humbert. Vavrinka and they were playing at the highest level that, that and somehow he did that and that's just the heart that guy showed. Like, and they, yeah. so much he was like in tears uh, after winning that like you couldn't believe he'd actually managed to get back to that level and I just want to see that again from him that's all.
0: No, I'll be honest with you, I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here. Like, <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only doing it for the podcast. So I'm I'm happy he's there and um, yeah, I think it's brilliant to see and I hope he does really well, but. The only, the only bit of truth from what I did say is I'm not sure if he will be able to compete with some of the other guys. Like No. What about of...
1: sorry, if we saw a uh, Brandon Nakashima versus Andy Murray? Is that what that, that would be really interesting. I would love to yeah. see uh, a match like that because that's the new breed against the
0: old breed. And Well, I'm glad you said that, actually, because we said we were going to talk about... Do you remember what we were going to say about how there's two uh, wild cards entering... Yes. Brandon Nakashima and JJ yeah. Worf and yeah. we were both having a, like a bit of a discussion this was not even on a podcast off air just talking about who we think is who, who's a better player right now and who can go further and you was more leaning on the side of Nakashima Always. probably a bit more experienced <laughs> in terms of like he's he's played quite well at different challenges and tournaments before whereas JJ Worf as um, he's not quite, he's obviously in, in, in challenges, he's been killing it, hasn't he? Yeah. Like moving up to the ATP level, he just sort of he bottled it, didn't he? Getting into the yeah. Australian Open, he got through two qualifying rounds and then lost the last one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which he should have comfortably won as well. But for me, JJ Wolf is the real deal. Uh, I'm not saying Nakashima isn't, but I just think his game is just phenomenal. And he's someone who I find extremely exciting to watch. So if you don't know the name already, JJ Wolf is here to stay for sure, yeah. and I think that would be an extremely equally exciting game with Andy Murray, someone like that to see how they how they fare, the new versus the old. Granted, it's not really it's not really fair, really, because Murray's had all these injuries and complications. I feel like a, a, a an uninjured Murray is able to use his experience in his class at the end of the day, one of the best returners of the the games ever seen yeah. to be able to beat to dispatch all these players, but. It's not the same Murray of what we know. So that's no. why I feel like it's going to be a lot closer affair and something certainly interesting to watch and see who comes out on top.
1: Just yeah, just worry about the fitness levels. Obviously, we saw in the Battle of Brits, he wasn't quite up to the same sort of standards that we're the high regard that we hold him in. Mm. And you can't really expect him to be. I mean, he's playing against Evans and Edmund, who are both top 50. I think, well... Believe it, yeah, is. Less, so. they pretty much are. And to have to be playing that when you're just coming back pretty much from injury and not playing for a long time, and he's down in like 130 in the world, but you still saw signs in the first sets that, yeah, he's still there. It's like they, before the gas tank wore down a bit and he was starting to ache a little bit, the signs were there that were promising. And you know that he can still do it, and if he could replicate those first sets a couple of times, you mm. can see him beating those type of players again, and that's top fifty players, and you can see him that, that was the first tournament back, and I think he kept on in that vein without an avoided injury yeah he could he could do he could do it right, I think, but it's just yeah you're up against young lions these days, <laughs> there's a lot of promise in the young especially in u s as well there's a lot of promising talent coming yeah. through. The talent pool is deep in the US these days. And Nakashima, he's top of my list. And I can't wait to see who he's up against. And I hope he gets like, put against somebody top 20 or something. I want to see him blast. No,
0: not straight away. Come I, on. Ma- I want to see and it I want, him, I want him to have like a first game where he sort of warms himself up a bit. And it's a very even. It probably would be underdog anyway, regardless of who he comes up against. Obviously, um, yeah. But then, if he's able to come through that, then maybe place one of the one of the bigger dogs.
1: The interesting thing to see is that how would he deal with five sets? Is the thing because obviously all these players are so used
0: to playing three. No, might not three. go to five sets. He might get it done in three. Or oh, exactly,
1: but. That's why I just think I think he has the ability though. If you put him up against some other p- of those players in the top twenty, if he catches someone like Benoit Paire on an off day, and he often has these frustrating days, play someone like Brandon Nakashima. He's electric on his best days, and you just can't. He's that like unplayable. Mm. If he comes up against someone like him, people who get easily frustrated and smash rackets and that type of thing. He's going to be like loving it against people like that because he's going to be able to stay cool and calm. I think he's 18 years old. He's just got like, a breath of fresh air on the tour. Mm. That's, my, that's my opinion. anyway. I think so it, I,
0: is, If he draws Murray first round, is he beating Murray?
1: I think he has a very a good great chance.
0: Sir Andy Murray?
1: I think has a very good chance of beating Murray. Yeah, maybe in four sets. In four?
0: Why four?
1: I don't know. I think Murray oh, might, get, cool. might get tired after like maybe two sets or something, maybe three. You just don't know what the fitness level is going to be like for him. Yeah. So I think Murray would probably he'd probably do better with playing somebody a little bit shorter, someone he can push around the court a bit more, someone he can like, manipulate a bit better. Nakashima's probably a bit more his size, like 6'2", I think he is. Yeah. I think he needs a bit of a, like, a smaller competitor to play in the first couple of rounds and then he can just ease his way in
0: yeah well yes. a name you mentioned literally in in Andy Murray's brilliant win in Antwerp last year was Stan Wawrinka, who, who yeah. in the final so we've got the big news come out this week that Stan Wawrinka's dropping down to the challengers and oh. he's playing in two challengers from I think the 17th and 24th of August and one straight after that um in Prague scared of Murray which is <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's dropped out. <laughs> nah, I think he's, he's got he's in, it's in his clay court, isn't it? So he's um he's got his mind, his uh, heart set on the French Open, and um it's only the first time he's done. Well, I think he's only done it three times since two thousand and five, where he's dropped down to a challenger. So it's very um unfamiliar territory for him. I think when he played before, it was in Lugano, and he he won both of them, and in one of them he got to the quarterfinal. So um, yeah. you'd fancy him to do well in this one. He's obviously going to probably be the outright f- favourite for the You'd tournament. So.
1: <laughs> Who else is going unless to be in the challenge?
0: Unless Rafa Nadal dropping down to it as well. Oh, I doubt that much. Uh, yeah, so I, I, you would think? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see it because I love watching Stan, and um, it's it going to would... be interesting to see him on in a challenger tour. Well, wouldn't it, the was... challengers.
1: Well, what happens if you get to see him Stan Vavrinka versus an Alcaraz Garfia in the challenger or something like that? That yeah. would be very interesting. Uh, or yeah, any sure. of these other young guns that we've uh, been following on these uh, clay courts.
0: Well, they're, they're probably going to be there, most likely. Do you not think? I'm not sure what it's going to be like, because a lot of the American guys, this is what I wanted to talk about, actually, you teed me up nicely for that, is a lot of the American guys, they're unable to come over to play yeah. in the Challenger tournaments because they need to quarantine. So you're not allowed to play in the, in the Challengers if you've not quarantined in Europe for, the, for 14 days. So whether they're going to be able to do that and like fit it around other tournaments and stuff and especially, well, if you're playing the US Open, that basically rules you out. Um, Yeah. So, yes, it's going to be, I'm not sure how that's going to work. And a lot of these other guys, they're living in America. So are they going to come out before and then have to be in the bubble and quarantine? It's it's, it's not cheap, is it? Then what, rent a hotel for these days extra. Uh, I'm sure probably getting a flight as well. Not just that, obviously the, the health repercussions as well. You're, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to a busy an airport. Hopefully, yeah. it's not too busy, but it's still not exactly safe, is it? So it's going to be um, interesting to see what players do come over. But it would be great to see like the likes of maybe a Saboth Wild or Ooh. them type of players, or the what's his name, uh, Verelas, Oh, Correa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who's some of the other ones? Villela
1: Martinez.
0: Yeah, all them guys. That's what I'm saying. It'd be interesting to see if they're playing. Yeah. Um and how Stan can fare with them because they're more familiar with the whole challenger challenger talk, but at the end of the day it's a tennis court and Stan Wawrinka is a boss on the tennis court. So what about Peter Tereko.
1: <laughs> Peter yeah, Terebko Stan Wawrinka funnel. <laughs> we go, we go. If we cheer on Terebko no matter what.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to back him. To I th- wonder
1: if he hasn't been on court by the looks of it. I think he's, I've seen him sunning himself. Or even finals. someone we
0: didn't even mention, sorry. Attila Balazs.
1: Ah, Attila Balazs. We could see an Attila, Attila stand final or something. That would, be, that would be a mean uh, final on clay. I'd like that a lot. Can Attila handle the power of, of Rinka though? That's the question. So, yeah, we'll see how Stan gets on in his clay court challenges. But, yeah, let's move quickly back to the U.S. Open uh, because I've heard that there has been, like, a leaked waiver uh, that's just come out in the sort of breaking news. I've seen a few people posting this around uh, about the sort of terms and conditions of people playing in the U.S. Open. And there's uh, a lot of people saying this, this is a very dodgy fine print in this uh, waiver, that uh, they don't really want to take any uh, culpability for anybody's uh, well-being, pretty much, within the tournament. What do you think of that?
0: Well, basically, what was it? In other words, if you die at the tournament, yeah. you're not liable. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, in the most brutal way. That's, that's basically what they're saying. I don't know. The, my, my opinion on it is this, is this. Basically, in America, you find that, this is just the norm. I don't think it's like a tennis thing or anything. Like America in general, there's waivers for everything. They always have these like very abrupt waivers. And at the end of the day, I'm not actually that against it. Like it, the players are going there at their own risks. They're not stupid. They know what's going on. Um, maybe the tournament should, uh, it's a bit abrupt, isn't it? The way, that, the way it's been put. But I think you've got, to, you've got to do that at the end of the day. And it, these players, they know what risk they're getting into. Whether they're willing to do it or not, it's up to them. They're not. No one's being forced to go to these tournaments. No. And if they make the decision to go, sign the waiver and just hope for the best. At the end of the day, the chances of, well, I know it's terrible, touch wood, the chances of them ever getting like, seriously sick is very minute. At the end of the day, they're athletes at to the top of the game. Yeah, yeah. They should be sure. getting over coronavirus in a few days. But there's always the exception. There could be underlying health issues they're unfamiliar with and there's always complications there. So like you it's say, a these- risk, but... Yeah. I think just sign it, get on with it, and that's the way it is. That's there's as like,
1: much stuff I these can say waivers, there's, yeah, very much like a US sort of thing, though, isn't it? Cause yeah, yeah, I remember listening to another podcast, and there was uh, the British UFC fighter Michael Bisbing was saying, before every one of his fights, he has to sign a waiver that's saying if he dies in the ring, then they're not culpable. He's, like, accepted yeah, yeah. the responsibility that he could die when he goes in yeah, for this yeah. fight. And that's, well, that's it's, all it's all to do respons-
0: with America, and like they've, they've got a massive sue culture out there, isn't it? Yeah, they, yeah. They sue you. They sue you for anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, don't forget there was always there was that one case of that a woman who was uh, traveling in the uh, mobile camper van, wasn't it? And then she put it on. Was it like uh, cruise control? Right. and then just went oh, yeah. into the back of the camper van to make a cup of tea and the whole thing ploughed off the road and went into a ditch. And then she sued the company for saying it was like autopilot-like type thing when it really... It didn't say does not drive itself. So she won in the court. So now all of them from now on have to say this means does it doesn't drive itself because like, this one it? lady was so... Stupid that she thought it drove itself.
0: Well, it's happening soon, mate. Elon Musk's working on something as we speak. So. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be <laughs> the that's going to go. gonna be
1: the norm soon, mate. With all of these robotics in the uh, modern age, but we've obviously got something which is from uh, <laughs> not the prehistoric, but uh, Roger Federer c- celebrating another birthday. Hey, Thirty-nine birthday, years Roger. old. Go on, Roger. He's still at the top of the game. He's
0: loving it. That's can he win a slam? Can he still win a slam? Of course he can win a slam. Does he have one left in him, or is it more than one? Are you
1: seriously doubt? I'm him. not
0: sure. I'm not sure. I'd love he, him to. I think I. I'm hoping he's got one more left in him, like a Wimbledon or something. Come
1: on! Did you see the way he destroyed those Italian girls on that rooftop? He can definitely still win a slam. <laughs> That's
0: the pappardelle pasta, mate. Yeah, mate.
1: He's full of perillo <laughs> pasta, mate. He's just got it. He's like oozing out of him yeah mate well know, it's, just, it's
0: amazing man 39 years old still where he is never he's always there isn't he always there legend of the sport and it's just it's remarkable man i love him and um yeah i everyone mean does. he's just like the god isn't he
1: it literally he's just like the face of the sport and i think everybody on the tour has a lot to thank him for uh, and we have a lot to thank him for because we've had so many amazing matches over the years, so many great rivalries, and just hours and hours of beautiful tennis he has given us. So, thank you, Roger Federer. Happy birthday to you. And wait, I'm getting someone. Uh, oh, yeah, don't forget someone with the You've same. Birthday. Done exactly what you said you didn't want to do. Nearly did a coffee break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well go on then
1: yeah well don't forget the next generation he's coming up you better remember the name it's felix ogre Aliciame. it's his birthday as well he's 20 years old he's out he's not longer a teenager so happy birthday to him
0: as well yeah quality guy man yeah very guy. Um, it's weird isn't it they both got birth- birthdays on the same day
1: I bet he was thinking this is a sign when he was like coming
0: up for the race, Yeah, like, growing the up, same... like it must be crazy always having the same birth being a tennis player and your birthday's on the same day as Roger Federer. He must yeah. be always thinking, Oh, you know what? This is I've got my life set for me. I know I'm gonna do well in life. I'm, I'm gonna be using thinking. grand slams.
1: No one's ever gonna remember my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Some on the same day as Roger Federer. It's only anyway. when Federer retires.
0: Anyway, let's get on to our Big Three Facts this week. Oh. I've actually done a special theme of Roger's 39th birthday. So let's have this episode's Big Three Facts. Big Three Facts. Roger Federer, as we know, has just turned 39. But 39 is a very special number for him because Ooh. Federer has beaten, combined, he's got combined wins over Nadal and Djokovic 39 times. Wow. So he has beaten Djokovic <laughs> and Nadal a combined nine, 39 times. Wow. And it's his 39th birthday. So that is my big three facts.
1: <laughs> facts of the episode. Great. I like that one. <laughs> That's very interesting though. How many times he lost to them? That's what I want to know. I just think it's really interesting. 39 times. And uh, something quite interesting about those 39 times. He's beaten Novak Djokovic. 23 times, and he's beaten Rafael Nadal 16 times.
0: I I feel like a lot of these wins have come on earlier on, hasn't they? Like Most probably. Since the the 2010s onwards, it's very minimal for sure, the last 10 years. But he's lost to Djokovic
1: 27 times, and he's lost to Nadal 24 times, so he's got a negative win record against both of them. He's got 40% win record against the Dal and 46% against Djokovic. So. Mate, I'll
0: take it. I don't know about you, but I'll take that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take that and 20 grand slams, <laughs> to be fair, if I'm going to take some. <laughs> considering how, his age, I think he's doing all right.
0: So that means, one thing, by this time next year, he needs to have beaten either of them one more time. Because then, then he'll be 40 years old and he'll have 40 wins against them.
1: Who knows? And then we'll
0: include that on our big free facts this time next year.
1: Maybe it'll be the US Open next year.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Anyway, I think we'll leave it there for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Make sure you like, comment and subscribe. Anything left to say, Ben?
1: No. Just keep your eye out for all the tennis that's coming this week. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you later in the week.
0: Oh yeah, one thing we should have said, hope you like our new logo as well. We've got a new logo now. (laughs) we forgot about that.
1: (laughs) look at the new logo if you're loving the new logo let us know what you think of it in their comments below
0: thanks for listening peace
1: sports social podcast network